1: Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy.
0: I'm your sweet baby brother, 30 under 30, Griffin McElroy.
1: Now Travis, I'm looking at the uh, show notes that you submitted for mm-hmm. potential items of discussion for the opening of the show. And it says here, uh, you like a tuck of dino? I would like a tuck of dino, Justin. Hey, Griffin. You like a talk-a-dino? Uh, I like a <laughs> it lets, uh, talk-a-dino. Let's duck a dino. I'll talk a dino one second, Travis. <laughs> uh, I'd like to talk a dino with you. <laughs> ah, yes, thank you. Let me talk a dino for just a second. I watched, finally saw that new uh, Jurassic Park Two? movie.
0: The second one that did come out like this year and is kind of relevant?
1: Yeah, Ju- Jurassic Park 2 slash 5 depending on how you're counting them. And let me tell you something, they're at it again. Yeah. I need to know how, listen, I have respect for all of the creatures Mm -hmm. of Earth. I think that, and there's an undercurrent in the Jurassic Park films, of films, of uh, these are animals and they should be respected. Mm -hmm. Mm. I would argue that, they were created because of man's meddling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are the children of men, yeah. and we may do with them as we wish. They, they are the products of our hubris. Yeah. God has nothing to do with them. They are our, our products. So why, at the beginning of Jurassic Park, I guess, five? Mm-hmm. Why is the first scene not president- Barack Obama mm-hmm. too, Junior, Barack Obama's son, because it's in the distant future. Mm-hmm. Why is the first thing that happens, not the president saying, kill all these fucking dinosaurs. Mm. Hey, mm-hmm. everybody... Kill every dinosaur. <laughs> We're not doing it anymore. Everybody, kill all the dinosaurs. You can't have them. How are we so good at extincting yeah. tens of thousands of species every year? Accidentally, we can't wipe out these fucking dinosaurs. I would like to remind everyone that uh, we guys, live I'm in. Sorry, sorry. Something... I uh, just the doorbell rang. Sorry. Oh, guys, John Hammond. <laughs> He's come to claim. <laughs> he heard us talking. No- I spared no expense in doxing you, Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I hit a bag of dog poop. I uh, left it upon your stoop. It's I gave you a flaming dog poopy bag. That's T Rex poop. I heard you talk a dino. You should talk a nicer dino. Griffin, did you ever have a the flea circus? I've had six. Spared no expense. Griffin's still gone, eh? He's been <laughs> crystallized in amber. Yeah, okay, I will talk about this because Griffith's not here, so I get to talk about it. John Hammond says the first attraction he made when he came to America from Scotland was a flea circus, right? Uh Uh-huh. Can you imagine how bored you have to be to see an old man playing with a tiny circus and be like, I would love to pay some money to watch this old man play with this tiny pretend circus. He's just on a corner? Like, what is he doing? Alright, I'm back. I'm back. He's back. We we're talking about John Hammond's Flea Circus. John so, Hammond's flea circus, Griffin. Wait, it, were you guys doing he, the podcast without me? We were. Yeah, just a little it, bit. What it the was, fuck? There was definitely lacking something, so I'm so glad you're here. So John Hammond said he came over from Scotland. The first attraction that he had was a flea circus. Right. So did here's what I'm trying to figure out. Did you just walk up on a corner and see old John Hammond playing with a pretend circus on a corner and he's like wait if you're gonna keep watching me play with this pretend tiny circus you're gonna have to give me a quarter right because this is business yeah. and that happened eight billion times until he had four billion dollars and then a wealthy investor
0: with a monocle did come up and say like this would be cool have you thought about doing it with dinosaurs?"
1: this is the thing that really floored me watching jwfk is that Me, Travis McGraw, I live in a world in which once we cloned a sheep and people talked about that motherfucker for, like, ten years, and in JWFK, everyone has acclimated to the fact that there are now dinosaurs super quickly. Everyone's just like, yeah, I get it. Eh, I'm over dinosaurs, but, like, yeah. Me, too. Doesn't that parallel us as the audience? When... Uh, when Stevie Spielberg first uh, unloaded his boat full of beautiful robot dinosaurs, mm-hmm. we all lined up at the shore to wave our hankies at them. These these conquering heroes. Give us your thunder, Lizard, Stevie. They look so real. And now Stevie's back for a fifth time with a fifth boat that has Chris Pratt as the captain of it. And we're like, uh, is Deadpool on there somewhere? We Because if not, we need a different boat. You're going to need a bigger boat with even with angrier Deadpool dinosaur on it. On. To the point where here's how bored everyone is with dinosaurs, in and I mean the audience that Jurassic World has to make up new dinosaurs. They got to keep getting more visceral. We're so bored of these fucking dinosaurs.
0: They got the next one. They got to get like they have to have abs and dicks and stuff
1: to like listen. These dinos fuck. There's one thing we can all agree (laughs) on. They can get it, and they do. I, I. the plot movie was that they're bored dinosaurs, so they make a bigger, angrier dinosaur that Correct. can kill more people. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me they do that again? Yes. You know what? That- you know what Fucking stinks.
0: That park looked dope. They had roller coasters and yes. fun attractions that yes. didn't have shit to do with these killer. Awful monsters I'm so bored of, get some abs and dicks and butts and, you know, gen-exposed, you know what I mean? Something to really catch the eye. But there were fun roller coasters for thrill seekers like me who don't want to be eaten
1: by big dinosaurs. You could clone Abraham Lincoln and have him at your park. I think that'd be pretty cool, too. Like, okay, wait. Stop. You understand that you would need to get a sample of Abraham Lincoln's blood, right? Mm. Yes. Is that really harder than getting a dinosaur's Justin? Because oh, Abraham good. Lincoln was around more recently. I bet you could find a mosquito that mm. ate on Abraham Lincoln and then got frozen in some carbonite or whatever. Find a bayonet down
0: Gettysburg. Yeah. It has a bit of president blood on it. From his great fight, he did at Gettysburg. Yeah. He led the troops and stabbed like nine dudes. Definitely got stabbed in return. Find that one. We got ourselves an Abe Bruin.
1: Or what if, just a random dude. Like, I, I'm sorry, I think that would be enough of an attraction if you're just like, this is, you know, Sam, and this is Sam B, and this is Sam C, and like, we just clone Sam over and over again, and you can come to Sam Jurassic Park and mm. see, like, it's all Sams everywhere. I'm, you know what would be dope is if instead of tightening up
0: the security protocols of the Jurassic Park, if they just got a little clone DNA sample from every visitor who came in. And then if you get all ed up by a stegosaur... <laughs> then it's fine, because your heart will go on in this ta- new clone.
1: You're taking this to full Black bear territory, and I love it. I think what you should do is say, like, I am going to get killed at Park, <laughs> right. And so then So let me go ahead and get this clone a cooking. Yeah. And- okay, so I have my clone done, and then I'm just going to go in here and run through the dinos, have <laughs> the time of my life, meet, meet Jeff, meet uh, Sam... The whole gang is got Laura Dern. I'm gonna meet all of them. Then I will get killed by a dinosaur. (laughs) And it's like I know my children will have a papa tomorrow because of the clone.
0: And it's like the Prestige. You never know whether you're gonna be the new clone Griffin or the one inside the the dino's, you know, tummy. Yeah. You never know which one you're gonna be. I'm just
1: saying. Hey, let us write the next Jurassic World movie, please. Like. I think that that would be way more fun of like, we cross this dinosaur and a chair, like, okay, (laughs) all right, I can sit on that T-Rex, okay, like, that's interesting to me. Make them smaller. I've talked about this before. This is a pet project of mine of people being (laughs) like, they want bigger, scarier dinosaurs, like, no, no, no. I want a small T-Rex, like in Pee-wee's Playhouse. What they need to do is cross them with some animals that are a lot more spin kickable. Yeah. Mm. So cross them with the flamingo. Mm -hmm. Huge, stupid neck, long, dumb legs, pink. Like you could just (laughs) spin kick, -kick. so pink.
0: (laughs) So many kickable zones on a mingo, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or just give me like a T-Rex cross with a penguin where it kind of waddles a little bit and is literally like football sized.
0: Can we, I love animals and I would fight (laughs) to protect them and I do every day. But if you had to spin kick a flamingo, what would be the most viscerally satisfying
1: zone on it? I, I actually would love to get it right in the middle so that it, as I kicked it, it kind of V'd to the side. It as would wrap it went. around your foot. It would wrap yeah, all yeah. the way around So foot. that like the feet and the head would kind of trail behind it. Like you were throwing like a Nerf football that had a tail on it. Like that's what I want. I would like to... Um kick it in its head but then it misses moves its head at the last second and I miss uh-huh. and I fall to the ground and then I punch it in its nuts <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you want to try to kick it? Miss it. Maybe it laughs a little bit at you. It's like it yeah, cuz I want that like I want to feel better about it. You know, Cause okay. he's like a he's like a real jerk. You and want a I, redemption story? Yes, exactly. You know how on The Boy Who Can Fly when Fred Savage shoots that squirt gun full of piss at the bully? Uh-huh. And the bully says- Sorry? Want- <laughs> <laughs> it's just this one scene. I need that redemption, bully redemption moment. I need that Falkor soaring over the flamingo- And peeing as I punch And peeing yeah. out on everything as I punch him in the nuts. Was it his piss? It was <laughs> Fred Savage's was- <laughs> piss. Pro- I can't- Griffin- both options are the worst.
0: <laughs> well, you're right. If it was the bully's piss, it would be probably better for the bully, but how'd he get
1: it? <laughs> it's get dinosaur it? piss. That's how it all comes back around. <laughs> it could go like full psychological terror. <laughs> like, this is the piss that I wrung out of your sheets when you went to bed last night because I screamed in the middle of the night, and I know you you pee yourself. Anyway. Hey. We have got, we've had like, I don't know, seven or eight Jurassic (laughs) Park movies at this point. Let Fred Savage play Batman! Let Fred Savage play Batman. How how have we gone seven Jurassic Park movies or whatever, and there's never once been a scene of a dinosaur peeing on somebody? Like, come on! It's right
0: there! Y'all, I'm not going to be able to think about anything but Fred Savage's piss gun, and... I was Googling it just to make sure Justin wasn't lying or having a fever dream, and I couldn't really find like uh, hard, firm news about Fred Savage's piss gun, but I did find a quote on IMDb that says, bad boy, so you thought you could make it around the block? Lewis pulls out a water pistol. Bad boy, oh, so now I'm supposed to be afraid of a water pistol? Lewis, there ain't no water in this gun. Bad boy, so what's in it? Lewis,
1: piss. (laughs) Now, there's also a scene in Little Monsters, if I'm not mistaken, where Harry Mandel and Fred Savage pee in a bully's coke. Okay, so everybody, if you could find this it, Fred Savage. <laughs> anytime okay here's your challenge can everyone just find all the scenes of urine assault the first Savage rate perpetrated in cinema history and just tweet them out to us don't know i'm not making calls like this again because the birthday one got really annoying really quickly and i regretted doing it so i'm not doing this again but like maybe that, a super cut maybe a super cut of all the times Savage. um has uh, weaponized has, urine yeah yeah if you just search Fred Savage piss on YouTube, <laughs> it's the very first result. And then so lean you back s- and maybe close one eye and like, just be careful. Just be there's careful probably s- a something. joke about like the wizard, but <gasps> the not wizard on this show, there so- won't be. No, not, we're not we're, we're, here, but we're, in, we don't work blue. In, can in we do the show? Company. It's been so long. You, well, can we just watch this scene? because everybody in the audience is going to do it so I want to give them a time period where it's 25 seconds so if we could just watch this one scene from the boy who could fly real quick starting now so you thought you could get around the block go ahead make my day oh I'm supposed to be real scared of a water business there ain't no water in this gun so what's in it
0: Piss. Oh, shit. He gets him in the face. <laughs> Classic. This is culturally important. He gets him in the open mouth. He really blacks <laughs> <glass laughs> off.
1: <laughs> it's fucking good. And you know what the best the best fucking thing in this entire clip? And hey, Griffin Police with the audio for this clip into the show. Griffin is with the audio. The The best fucking thing though, you do have to go watch it because the last thing that happens, Fred Savage I should mention is like eight and on a big wheel. The last thing that happens, he sprays this bully with piss. The bully rolls, falls on his own baseball bat and trips, and then Fred Savage chucks his gun into a neighbor's yard. Yeah, yeah. ditching
0: the evidence. Like Like, he's just done a like
1: the police are gonna
0: execution. Yeah. It's
1: amazing.
0: It's wild.
1: Holy crap. The boy who could fly. And right. that's not... Here's the thing. That's not what this movie is about. No. It's like... For me. <laughs> you would think it would be just about the what <laughs> Building up to this exact moment uh, when Fred Savage blasted uh, this bully with, with pee. Um, so this is an invite show... And we're going to get right down to it. My office has an annual Thanksgiving potluck. People take this very seriously. Years ago, someone brought a half-store-bought pie that person was soon after fired. I'm sure there were other contributing factors. There didn't need to be. That's a joke. Yeah. People still bring him and his half a pie up in regular conversation. But here's the other important fact. I don't really want to put a lot of work into this. What should I bring that will be good enough to not get fired and also require minimum effort? That's you are Jason playing with fire, Jason.
0: Uh, yeah. It's a tricky one, right? Thanksgiving is. Because I know there's a lot of people who maybe don't like cooking, and so maybe you just do want to swing by the you know, Kroger, get some pe- pecan cups or something. And I think that's fine. I think that's okay. But the whole thing is like, I worked on this for you to eat it. And that, that's, I don't know, that's what makes it such a nice gesture, you know?
1: But here's the thing about it, Jason, Is like, I wish, listen, I know that the jobs that Justin Griffin and I have now are very non-conventional, but there were some times where I worked some fairly conventional jobs, and I wish that there had been opportunities of like, this one day you know exactly what metric you're being judged by, and if you just deliver like a banger of a dessert, you might get a promotion.
0: Mm. Like, because it's
1: got to work both ways right like that's a shitty you brought i'm sorry person in the past we got fired for this you brought half a pie so like the it's other rough. half had already been eaten oh it's you rough. deserve yeah. to be fired for but sure. you bring like a banger dessert and it's like you get the johnson account gonna be, it, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be a dessert it's gotta be the whole turk doesn't it it's gotta be the
0: showstopper turk of the century if you want to get the boss's job i think
1: here's Here's what I would recommend. I have made a lot of different dishes for a lot of different purposes, and I'm not going to get into the ins and outs of baking. Here's my here's my fucking slam dunk, easy, everyone will love you uh, recipe. Here's what you do. You go pop a couple bags of popcorn. You buy uh, uh, like chocolate bark. It's over in the baking section, like chocolate bark that you melt in the microwave, literally melt in the microwave, and then you buy a bunch of candy canes. You crush up into dust. You pop the popcorn, you put it on a sheet, cover it in the chocolate, turn in the chocolate, stir the chocolate, then stir the crushed up uh, candy cane into it, lay it on a sheet, let it cool and harden. People will be crazy for it. It's the easiest shit in the world to make, and people will lose it. They will lose it. And you'll be a Grand Slam person that didn't put uh, hardly any work uh, into this at all. Turkey's easy too, though. Turkey is so easy. easy. You just, just, just got
0: wait. You no, know, salt it, pepper it, and get it hot. I don't see why people always complain uh, and have the special hotline. You just put you put it in the oven, which makes things hotter once they're <laughs> in there. Get the bird hot enough, the
1: flesh turns good. I don't see why everybody like, freaks out about that's this That's pretty clear, Griffin. Here's the problem, Jason. You've asked us this question, but you didn't give us what kind of budget you're working with. Yeah. Because be you, stuff. you could maybe get like uh, a Wolfgang Puck-esque figure to make individualized turkeys for each person you work with. You don't have to do it. Wolfgang's banking them, and every turkey reminds him of their favorite childhood memory or whatever. You and could- then, like, now you own the company. He definitely could-
0: has a rat in his hat telling him how to do shit, though, huh? Wolfgang Puck? <laughs> definitely. He's probably got. Oh, wouldn't it be funny if he actually had nine wolves telling him how to cook in the kitchen, and that's how he got his name? And maybe one Shakespearean
1: fairy? <laughs> Wait, you could tell your boss that you will bite the bullet, you'll make the turkey for everybody. You'll. You'll be in charge of turkey to bring in, but you listen. You're gonna have to stay home and babysit this bird. You gotta babysit the bird because you never know when sec- when it's gonna be done. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you gotta stay home from work. Come in at lunch because you got a turkey baking at home. So this is like you get the day off, but you do have to bring in a turkey, and there is that stress of being sort of the centerpiece. Um, and then you be the centerpiece, and let them eat the turkey off of your body. That's what's good is you
0: don't even have to cook the turkey. You come in with it on your head, like in Friends. Oh,
1: uh, I want to tell everybody a fun, uh, a side, a quick sidebar, cooking sidebar. I feel like this is going to be this sort of episode with a lot of sidebars and fun blind alleys. Uh, my uh, it was my in-laws' uh 40th anniversary this weekend, and they went up to Lexington at the I believe you've been there, or sorry, Louisville. Uh, at the, I believe you've been to the Brown Hotel, Travis. I have, yes. Okay, that's the name of it. It's not. It's not like I can't remember the name, uh, and I'm just telling you the color is the Brown Hotel, and uh, they decided to stay in uh, the last night they were there, just enjoy each other's company and get a nice uh, pizza delivered by Grubhub. So um, they order this pizza from Grubhub, uh, and when it shows up, uh, they. Finally, they understand, they come to realize instantaneously that they have ordered that that my father in law, Tommy, has ordered a pizza from a um, (laughs) take and bake pizza place. Oh, goodness. So you get, you tell them what ingredients you want, and then you come there and pick it up, and then you bake it at your house, which I guess is a restaurant concept that I was not aware of. But at no point during this exchange of ideas, did anyone say, like, this is not going to work? You're not <laughs> going to be able to bake this this pizza in your hotel room. It just isn't going to happen. And I asked my father-in-law, because I know him very well, well, you didn't throw it away, did you? And he said, no, I didn't. Um, we had brought a beer cooler with us. And I put it down sort of sideways <laughs> into... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to the yeah, core yeah, yeah. And kind of put uh, ice down at the bottom of it, and kind of left it standing up inside the cooler, buried in this ice. But then I went to check on it the next morning, and it had just collapsed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so. good news, I invented pizza water, which is great.
1: <laughs> so I threw it into the trash. Can you imagine being the maid cleaning this <laughs> room? Like, what the fuck were you all doing? <laughs> what kind of wild party happened in here? What was your strat? Did you make the pizza and then decide at the last minute? No. It's no. wrapped in plastic.
0: Oh, man, that's good. Hey, how about a Yahoo? Yes. Um, this one was sent in by lots of people. Thank you, everybody. Is asked by Yahoo Answers user. uh, They're anonymous, but I'll, so I'll call them. Boris asks, "Can you be naked in a laundromat? Hmm. Can you wash the clothes you have on and be naked in a laundromat while they're washing? Have you guys hmm. ever cooked laundry? Cooked
1: laundry in a laundromat? I've cooked some laundry, both uh, in college and uh and post college." Um, uh, living in LA, I've used several laundromats. I understand why you
0: you can't just be fully, you know, nude in public most of the time. I mean, I can't, but I understand why folks get up in arms about it. Um, but in a laundromat, it does feel it doesn't feel fair, does it? It's like if you did go to a pizza hut, but they stopped you from eating the last slice of pizza every time. Do you know what I mean? I need to do. I need to cook all my laundry except for this one last little bit. You will never ha- know the experience of having all your clothes clean at the same time.
1: It does kind of feel mm. like when you get to the laundromat, they should like hand you a robe and like invite you into like a changing room. They should provide that for you. Like I get you don't want me nude with like, my business out, so give me an alternative, you know what I mean? Give me like an airlock that I can walk through, change into the robe, and then walk through the rest, and I'm in the laundromat in my robe. Or just somebody's old cruddy dungarees that they left behind. and that Oh, like are a sort cycle? The... Like we cycle through the clothes.
0: Well, kinda, just I was thinking of one communal pair of dungarees, and we don't have to cover the top, just the bottom, because that's where the worst stuff lives. And so we could just have one crusty old pair of dungarees that, you know, you can use as needed and they can be pretty big and you just cinch them up.
1: Could you have a place that is a combination laundromat spray tan place? Okay. Mm. So you go, you want to get that sun-kissed look here in early November, you go in you, you throw your clothes in the wash and then they give you that that great look. But here is the one thing about it is that it needs to do a place that does it all, or else it's not going to be complete. The process will not be complete, so it needs to when, s- advertise itself as like, yes, we do the butt too. Oh, uh, yes, well, okay. Your butt will be tan. I guess they could Justin, it paint, there a is diaper. no way on earth that that doesn't already exist. You think? Yeah, like a a spray tan slash laundromat. It just seems to me like not that wild of an idea. It has to exist somewhere. Now let me hit you with this. A spray
0: tan laundromat where you put your body in the washing machine and they spray tan all your clothes. Okay. (laughs) Just to give them a little sun-kissed color as we move into the long, long winter months.
1: Or what if it's like... A combination laundromat spray tan where you walk in in your clothes, they spray tan you, you're still wearing your clothes, and then you take a step forward and then they wash your clothes while you're wearing them like a car wash. Okay. So you're getting the spray tan and then they wash the spray tan off your clothes.
0: How about a combination laundromat spray tan Taco Bell?
1: Okay. Okay. So then you eat the Taco Bell, you shit your pants, you throw it right into the wash.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, you drop all their messy, nasty lettuce all over yourself, and it's got sauces you wouldn't even believe of that paint the front of your shirt Um, just a, a, a beautiful spectrum of hot colors. And then you're going to have to wash those off while you get a sweet, sun-kissed look. And I think you can just knock out all your needs in one Go.
1: What about a combination spray tan and laser tag place where the laser tag guns shoot spray tan? That's really good, Trav. Wow, Travis, that's excellent. And wow, then when you... an ad- Oh, also, you're nude. You're... <laughs> it's your point that you <laughs> it's are nude. A bunch of nude adults
0: running around with spray tan guns and then when the match is over, yeah, there's a judge who meticulously mm-hmm. figures out what percentage of your body has been spray tanned and that includes yes. hair and eyeballs. And they're going to figure it out. They always, they're very accurate with their measurements. And it's called Sprayser Tag. Sprayser Tag is the best. And then we're going to get a Taco Bell and a laundromat in there somewhere.
1: Well, yeah, you got to get some celebratory tacos afterwards, and you're going to have something to do with your clothes while you're playing Sprayzer Tech. So that's what you do. You get there. You pop your clothes in the mat. You all look around. You have a moment of discomfort because you're all nude, but then someone comes and hands you a squirt gun, and they say, oh, I'm supposedly afraid of a squirt gun, and they say, well, there's not water in there. And they say, what is it? And they say, it's, <laughs> it's spray tan. And, and so you, then... You say, goo I thought it was going to be piss. <laughs> I was so worried you are going to say piss. And they say, not this time. And then you kind of give them a weird look and they chuckle and they say, I'm just kidding. It's never piss. And then you run through like different obstacles um, and some of you are on one team and some of you are the other. You shoot at each other and then you get scrutinized at the end by a judge who determines how much spray tan stuff ended up on you. And then they say, you do great and you either get celebratory tacos or like a... Uh, like tacos consoling, yeah, Yeah. consolation tacos. And then, oh, also your clothes are clean. Have a great day, and then they put a punch under your punch card, and if you get 10 of those, you get a free time. Hey, speaking of the piss soldier Fred Savage, Uh uh, (laughs) I still have his
0: IMDB page open, and his uh, bio on here is a trip, man. It is wild. It says the following. At the age of 12, he was cast the lead role of the series, The Wonder Years, 1988. It became a good show, and on the pilot, he got his first kiss.
1: <laughs> it became a good show. <laughs> this is the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. Whoa, I thought you just fell you... off your desk chair. <laughs> this Whoa. is what the Wonder your theme would sound like if the singer was pushed down a well. Anytime Joe Cocker Whoa. is singing, he is always about to fall out of his desk chair. <laughs> That's the secret, Ooh. too. He's sitting on a yoga ball. She can't through the bathroom window. Joe, be careful, my friend. Can we go
0: to the money zone?
1: We're already there. This is an ad for Joe Cocker's bargain (laughs) desk. Sprayzer tag. Lightly used, (laughs) complete sprayzer tag with Joe Cocker. (laughs) This lightly used (laughs) desk. This is an ad. Right Uh here. This is an ad for Ring. I uh, love Ring. Ring is a little robot that uh, is attached to your front door, and it looks like a doorbell, and it is. If someone walks up to your door, they can press this thing, and you'll get a notification on your phone, so you can answer it from anywhere in the world. Uh, They have service, of course. And uh, you can answer their, see what they want. And, you know, hey, what's going on? And it's usually the FedEx person. But sometimes uh, it's you know it could be anybody. I don't know who's at your door. This is why you need Ring. For this well, exact let me tell you, purpose. Here's, here's the amazing thing about it, right? Yeah, it gets the people who ring the bell. But it also just if you are worried about like packages being taken off of your porch, you get motion alerts even if they don't ring the doorbell. Or you know, I actually just found out recently that there's like a neighborhood tab in oh, the Ring uh, app. Where you can post or other people will post like videos of people doing shady stuff and be like, hey, keep an eye out for this person. Imagine a social network that is strictly comprised of people in your neighborhood capturing people being sneaky criminals. It is worth the price of admission, I think. And I think, you know what? Surprisingly affordable price. I think you should check it out. Uh, uh, we have a special offer on the Ring Starter Kit available right now with a video doorbell and motion-activated floodlight cam. The starter kit has everything you need to start building a ring of security around your home. Just go to ring.com/slash/my brother to check this offer out. That's ring.com/slash/my brother. Um, I would like to tell you something amazing. Mm. I am very, very excited because. I have just received today, moments before sitting down to record, my first pair of MeUndies lounge pants. That's what the doorbell was. Are you telling me there's fucking lounge pants in this bag I got? Yes. And here's the thing, they look like like flannel pajama pants, but they're made out of Miandi's material that micro-modal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. And if you've never felt this fabric, get ready to experience pure bliss in underwear form. Like, I am a little worried, honestly, that if I wear this micro-modal pants with my micro-modal meundies, I will be so comfortable that I will Alex Mac into a puddle. Mm. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Um, but yeah, this holiday plaid, I think, is real cute. And also... Uh, for the the Halloween holidays, I had some like cool like jack o' lantern uh underpants. I just got so many great underpants and now shirts and like sweatshirt. Me these is they've got you covered. Get it? Um, so go check it out if you haven't. Maybe order some like presents for friends and family and loved ones for for the holidays. Um, and they have a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchases, when you purchase any MeUndies, you get 15% off and free shipping. Like, 15% off a pair of these Super Soft Undies and free shipping. That's amazing. And they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to MeUndies.com slash brother. That's MeUndies.com slash brother.
0: I got Jumbotrons. Jumbotrons. For sale, $1 each for Justin and Travis. What do you say? Pony up. I, I, uh, I'll take go. it, but I'll have to owe you the dollar. All right. So this one's for Sarah and it's from Sarah. That's where They have the same name. Just kidding. They're the same person.
1: Here it goes. Sarah says to Sarah, surprise. Is it? Is it? Well, I'm, Sarah bought this while like hopped up on Ambient. All right. Oh, maybe. Surprise! It's random self appreciation day. Push the clock ahead an
0: hour to put the kids in bed early tonight. Pour yourself a glass of wine and dig out the Oreos that you've been hiding in the grape nuts box. That's a clever ruse. Ain't nobody gonna fucking look in there. Uh, you work incredibly hard and you deserve this. Great job. P.S. You just blew up your secret cookie spot. Remember to find a new one. Not gonna be as ironclad as grape nuts. Those
1: things are awful. <laughs> Sarah, I love this full-blown grift you have planned on uh, your kids of, like, moving every clock in the house forward an hour so that you can be like, oh, it's bedtime, and the kid's like, the sun's out, and I do not feel tired at all, and you're like, well, it's eight, and they're like, I guess you're right, and they go to bed. Can't argue
0: with the clock. Here's one that is sent in by Benji, and it's from Shreds, who says, Ben, and then I have to wait because I scrolled up accidentally. Oh, my. Ben! You are the kindest, most selfless person I've ever known, and I'm proud to be your best friend. Thank you for baking such good pretzels and donuts and always being there to watch Jeopardy with me and being the best travel buddy imaginable. You're the coolest astrophysicist and the best boyfriend ever. Love you. Did you boys know they have Jeopardy on Netflix and that's not a joke? What? Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Griff, why, bud? Yeah. Yeah like yeah unless it's like the only like the wildest too hot for tv jerry springer (laughs) episodes of jeopardy that they can't show in syndication where like you know a dude wearing shorts gets excited and a nut comes out that one's got to live on dark (laughs) netflix
1: since the dawn of time screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories but now three hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible Break a story in one hour. That's
0: right, here on Story Break I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award
1: winning shows like Video Game High School,
0: have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now an awesome movie starts with an awesome title.
1: I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. (laughs) Okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've
0: heard Wario best described as libertarian Mario. (laughs) And of
1: course, every great movie
0: needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven sometimes you got to raise a little hell <laughs> oh,
1: <that's the> tagline. <laughs> check out story break every week on maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts how about another question absolutely i am pregnant several of my friends are pregnant as well and are due close to the same time as i am our kids will be around each other enough that having the same names will be annoying and confusing do i announce my potential baby name to stake my claim or keep my mouth shut to avoid poaching Whew.
0: that's from yep. should i name it bramble pelt no one would steal that um yeah this is a uh, n- not an issue i feel like there's so many names aren't there there's so many freaking so many names.
1: names these days i don't I- think it's going to be a big problem and I think that your friends would understand that if you're like, I'm going with Dylan, and they're like, well, now I'm going with Dylan. They're like, okay, well, we can all agree that that's not okay. Like, we can't. yeah.
0: Yeah, it just, but at the same time, if they had poached the name that, like, I have friends who have babies around Henry's age, if they had said, now we're gonna do a Henry right before we announced our name, that would be a big bummer, huh? It would really take the wind out of my sails. I, 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 Maybe
1: you do need to stake your claim. Now, Griffin, you've got me thinking, like, saying the name out loud is more important. Yeah. Or what you could do is you could do what, like, movie studios do and come up with, like, a fake name that, you you know, you send out all the film canisters listed as, like... Oh, like Blue Harvest. What? Blue Harvest. is was a Star Wars uh, empire, I think. Uh. Damn it. That's what I was gonna name my next kid, though, for real. You're gonna name your kid Blue Harvest? B- Blue Harvest McElroy. Middle name, Jonathan. Blue Harvest is the first name, all one word. <laughs> Here's what you do. Pick a name that you love and you're
0: excited about, and say it's Davis. Is a great, powerful name for a child. It um, calls to mind uh, Jim Davis and all his great jokes. Um, so you pick Davis, and then your friend—you don't announce it—but your friend says, "Proud to announce, come in 2019, the boy Davis, my boy, my boy Davis." And you say, "Well, shoot!" But you want to get revenge on him, but you don't want to be so on the nose that you give him the same name. You do a rhyme,
1: Ooh. Ooh. like Travis,
0: like Travis McElroy.
1: <laughs> oh, you know what you do? You don't announce it, but. You, like Your friend's like, I'm gonna go with Davis, and you reach in your back pocket, and what's that? It's an envelope that you mailed to yourself Got to. where you've written the name Davis inside, and they're like, ah, damn it.
0: You could do an arm wrestle for it. Arm wrestle for the fate of Davis.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I solve most of my problems these days with a good arm wrestle. That's great, too, because you get exercise... You get exercise and you get stronger arms, which is good, because arm wrestling is fun and usually pretty low stakes, except for this one example. Usually it's pretty low stakes, though. But when you have an assailant coming at you and you need one strong arm, that's not going to be low stakes. That's the, that's the real deal. That's the big show there.
1: <laughs> how, come, how come there aren't more fight scenes that are just arm wrestling?
0: <laughs> yeah, or them just using their one big strong arm to fight everybody. They got huge and jacked from arm wrestling. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Uh, yes, yeah, please. I do
1: actually. Thank you.
0: Okay, so this one came in from Cool Ocelot. Thank you. It's Yahoo Answers user Abby who asks, "Can I trick somebody a Walmart into thinking I had a prize in the claw machine and it got dropped by the claw machine, and I want to have it?"
1: Mm. That's really
0: good. That's a is perfect
1: a- scam. Yeah. What What would be the utility of this? Do you think? Um. Get. Stuffies, mm. Maybe it's one of those claw machines where there's, like, vouchers inside. Oh.
0: Or an iPod Nano. And the claw picks it up, but then it falls before it goes in the hole. And then you call over a Walmart employee and say, Hey, just so you know, <laughs> the claw had the iPod Nano in its <laughs> grasp, and there must have been a malfunction or a glitch. Or some sort of hardware flaw, because it fell. It fell out of the hand before it could go in the prize hole. So I'm wondering what my sort of like recompense is. What what's you the, can,
1: what's the, what's our next step here? What's the next step? You
0: tell me. Do I write a letter to the Claw's company, or is this a manager that can come in and just fish that iPod Nano out of there for me? Because the Claw fucking had it. I
1: I, I I don't know what to say. It if you watch had the tape, it, it was there like it was locked and it dropped it. I didn't let me I be didn't clear, drop it. I, I didn't drop it. I did my job.
0: I told the claw where to go and it and went there but then it fucked up by dropping it.
1: Yeah, and it had it and you know here's what I'd tell the Walmart employee. If I was going through the checkout line and the person checking me out dropped like my carton of eggs, I feel like you all would get me another carton of eggs. And yes. this claw machine is your employee and it <laughs>
0: dropped. This is st- this is still a shop, isn't it? I bought,
1: excuse me, I bought a stuffed animal for this vending machine, and (laughs) just when the claw was over my selection, it dropped it, and Uh this machine is defecting. Listen, if this was a gumball machine and I put my quarter in and I turned it and no gumball would come out, you would open it up and give me a gumball, right? How is this any different? Sure, it's got a few more moving parts, but it's a vending machine, isn't it? Like, at this point, the person has definitely given you stuffed animal, right? For sure. Yeah, but now it's a principal thing, Justin. Now I have to continue explaining my... Yes, listen, I appreciate that you've given me this hilarious Bart Simpson toy, but... I need to continue explaining to you why I was disappointed by this interaction. I bought that SpongeBob in
0: there with my own quarter and made the claw go where it needed to go. But then as it was retrieving it to the prize hole, a large boy did bump into the machine and made the claw <gasps> drop. So is that an act of
1: God that for the insurance purposes? Or what's the deal there? I had promised this to my nephew, William, and now he will be so disappointed if you do not get me that SpongeBob. Also, have you seen my nephew anywhere? I got distracted by this vending machine. I'm very concerned. Y'all ever see those boys- Oh no, Billiam's inside the machine. Well, I was just about to say, y'all ever seen
0: those boys that do get inside the machine? And it Mm -hmm. does happen for real. It just seems like the machine shouldn't be built in a way that would allow that, huh?
1: Yeah, it also seems like they should have a way to get the kid out without using the claw. It's fucked up,
0: right? That kid's going to have claw based <laughs> nightmares for the rest of its life, what with all of its grasping and grabbing at the child, trying to lift it into the prize hole.
1: And also, like, maybe, like, you you start to get in, you're like, well, I've put $5 worth of quarters in, and I still haven't gotten that kid out. Shit. Like, I'm out of quarters. I don't know what to do. How fucking tight would it be if David Blade was like, y'all, I got a new
0: stunt. I might get up in this claw machine, and that'll be my new house
1: for four years. And then you just point to which toy you want and I'll drop it down I'll the just street. Just drop it in, baby. No problem. It's at not all. a big deal. David Blank, get out of there. I I can't. I honestly. can't, sadly. But call- do you want I don't know, what uh, what do we got here? Oh, is that a copy of Grand Theft Auto? Do you, you want that? Go.
0: My adult body's too big for the small claw, unfortunately. So I live in here and I will die in here. You can maybe fish my individual bones out of here in what, fifty years or so. <laughs> My magical bones. (laughs) Oh, nice. I got David Blaine's skull. That's the big one. I'm going to scry with it. Excuse me. I had David Blaine's skull (laughs) in the claw, and it dropped and fell. So I'm going to need you to get that from me. Thank you. Uh, Kevin, do you have any Yahoos? I feel like we didn't do a Yahoo.
1: I literally just did one, but we can do another one if you want. I'll do a question. You're right. I forgot that we had spun that off of a Yahoo. I work in a trendy tech startup. I just got back from vacation to discover that the owner of the company has installed speakers throughout the office to play elevator music in an effort to combat our noise problem. It has only made things exponentially worse. However, we discovered that we have access to the audio input for these speakers, brothers, uh, what music or sounds can I play, uh, to cause enough chaos that the owner removes the speakers for good. That's from disgruntled employee in Florida. Um, Can I ask a question ask her, when you say noise problem, do you mean like employees talking to one another? I Yeah, they don't actually, they say our noise problem as though we at some point have been clued in as to what this noise problem is. Like This is our first time hearing about it, so I'm, I, I am not sure what exactly they're referring to. When we took BB trick-or-treating, we got into the car and we were driving to uh, a friend's house where we all went together. And took our kids together, and Teresa said, you know, oh, there's a Halloween station on on Sirius XM, and she flipped to it, and it was just spooky sound effects. It wasn't like music. It was just spooky sound effects. Nah, that's good. Play it all the time, not just at Halloween. Because things can be spooky even when it's not Halloween, y'all. I, uh, I, uh, we had a great, this great cat over at Vox in the olden days, uh, who I believe was on our video team, and they had a system like this in the uh, bathroom that they had rigged, uh, and they actually recorded their own <laughs> their own radio station for people to enjoy in the bathroom, called Bath Bath Tunes, if my memory serves me correctly. And they would record interviews with people in the office and play them at the, That's in, for really in this bathroom radio station. Um, and, the, and they, of course, had their own songs that they had programmed in to this radio station that they were sort of running. But yeah. they had also put in a lot of different interviews with different employees uh, the, that was for Bath Tunes. Um, so I think if you want to get a little more creative with it, you could always run your own pirate radio station about the office comings and goings. And you know what I found? I actually have uh, – uh pretty good experience with if you do things like this that make your especially like a tech startup that make it or like a tech uh, you know like a trinity tech company if you do things like this that make your office seem like fun and quirky like a cool place to work sometimes it can get you out of doing real work when mm. i when i was at best buy i used to try to sell karaoke machines by setting up a playlist and uh uh doing karaoke by myself in the middle of the best buy just like doing whatever tunes i felt like Try to sell karaoke machines and the uh ill-fated music streaming service rhapsody if memory serves correctly so i would try to sell the um two karaoke machines that we had in the store, I would open one of them, completely void its worth, and I would just do karaoke. But you know what? It made it seem like a fun place to be and a fun place to shop, and I got out of working for like four hours. So maybe you could swing something like that. Have you thought about a, f- a fart?
0: But hear me out. It would start out really quiet. And so people would look around and be like, uh-oh. And then the next day, you'd bump it up like half a decibel. And you would keep doing that and see how long it took for people to realize it's coming from the speakers above you. And maybe you record it with, like, a binaural microphone, so it sounds really realistic. And you could maybe choose which speaker it kind of favors, so people are like, "Uh uh-oh, it's definitely accounting. But then the next day, it really sounds like it's coming from, you know, customer relations or whatever. That's my first funny joke. My second one (laughs) is, what if it played... What if it played the pizza music from Spider-Man 2 that it played the game and it just constantly got faster every time it finished? And that would help with um,
1: your efficiency as a company because everybody's going to be working so fast because of the fast pizza music. Can I, can I, Griffin, can I take your idea and spin it a little bit? Classic. Mm-hmm. What if you took the fart idea, right? And what you did is you oh, started- I you were going to do the pizza idea. This is a better one. Either one works, really, for this idea. You start it at a like really, really incredibly low, imperceptible volume, and it's a constant. And then you just slowly, and I mean slowly, this might take weeks, increase the volume, little by little by little, until eventually everyone's so used to it that they don't even notice it till they leave the building, and now the outside is too much for them to bear because of the eternal quiet.
0: I miss my wife's (laughs) farting noises. I can't sleep (laughs) without (laughs) them. I feel embarrassed about the farting noise, so I feel like it's below me. The Spider-Man 2 one was like a funny idea and like a really good reference.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Everybody was
0: crazy about it. Oh, um, but I've then what, uh, the can farting I save one, it from
1: your fart? Can I save it, Griffin? I mean, I kinda already did with Lincoln's Spider-Man one, but go ahead. What if you made it just a recording of different voices of people in the office calling out your boss's name? Mm. Oh, they're all over the place then. Yeah. That's amazing, Travis. Good job. I Thank thought that you. that was going to be so much horse shit, but it turned into something. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Or, but. ooh, just get a recording of whatever the noise problem is that you have in your office and play that. Play that over again over the speakers. What is what the noise the- problem?
0: Can we get some clarity, please? It's like playing the pizza theme music outside so loud. <laughs> and the only way to cancel it out is to play the opposite. Love it. Um, could you play the opening four bars of Amber by 311, but every time it gets <laughs> deeper, <laughs>
1: <laughs> If you play Santeria at full volume enough times in a circuit, eventually so many people will quit that you will be the boss. Is the enough times once? <laughs> now listen, that's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we don't joke like that on this podcast. That's not allowed. Have we done an hour yet? <clears throat> yeah, folks, that's an hour. Um, thank you so yeah. much for uh, for joining us for this uh, 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 episode of the podcast. I want to say stop,
0: stop. I want to say happy birthday to both, both my beloved brothers. They turn... Ages tomorrow, uh, the, the day we're recording this. Um, was it going to be, 37,
1: 34? Nope, close, 35, 38. Oh my god! Okay. That's so high! All Alrighty. right, thank you. I um, really like 35 as a number.
0: Yeah, you can finally go for president, which apparently anybody can do, and... Happy birthday, boys! Thank I love you. you both so much, and I'm glad that you uh, just are, you know, he on uh, here with me and just doing a great job every day. So celebrate one, pour one out. Five days ago, when you hear this, for Justin and Travis, titans
1: among boys. Wow, what a beautiful, what a beautiful tribute to uh, to us, to me and Travis both. Uh, we appreciate it, Griffin. Thank you. Um,
0: I must have. Do you maybe to sh- stop? Do you maybe want to say something about me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you maybe want to say something about me? Happy birthday to Griffin, happy birthday. and happy birthday to Griffin, of course. Can you,
0: can you say maybe? Can you say I'm a titan
1: among boys? You're a titan, a titan among, among, among boys. boys. This is the end of the podcast, of course, where the words are sure to stop any second now. <laughs> <laughs> we promise. We promise. We can assure you of this. Uh, I don't want to. I don't have anything to promote, okay? Okay. Was that just it? Oh, I thought you were gonna... No. All right. uh, Buy the Sawbones book. My wife and I wrote a book. Bit.ly forward slash the Sawbones book. Book two of the Adventure Zone graphic novel is available for pre-order now at theadventurezonecomic.com. Say, sign up for our fucking mailing list. Yeah, uh, bit.ly slash McElroy mail. uh, Um, Oh, yeah, sign up for that. The one thing I will say real quick... We got t-shirts up now at com, where you can decide between a dog with human hands or a cat with a human face. Oh, yeah. They're so good. Louis Zong made them. They're my favorite shit ever. But you're only going to have till the 15th to order these shirts is a very limited run because the joke won't be funny (laughs) after then. That's about how long the expiration date is on this, so go get it. And also coming up November 16th, there's a Cincinnati Underground Society show. Uh, you can get tickets for that if you're going to be anywhere in Cincinnati. Come out. You can get tickets at bitly slash November 2018 um, And come see me and all our super fun guests and join the society. I just wanna say apologize for
0: being sick for a month and a half now uh, mm-hmm. on every recording that we've done. It's not a permanent thing, eventually my body's gonna beat it, and uh... You say that, Griffin, but I've known you since you were a child. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I've had some nose issues, and it must be bad to listen to. There was one episode where everybody thought I had been replaced, and I'll never tell. Do you guys want the final Yahoo?
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: I didn't pick one. But I'll use one of the other ones. Yeah, this one's pretty good. It was sent in by Level 9000, Yadru, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thanks, Drew. It's Yadru Answers user, Guy, who asks, When is Santa's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my name is
1: Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad square on the lips.
0: MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener supported. How does this sound? A weekend on a beautiful mountaintop in California. You wake up, eat a tasty meal with some new friends, some old friends, maybe the host of your favorite podcasts. After that, it's a couple of inspiring classes, spectacular
1: podcast tapings, a hilarious stand-up showcase, a dance party, and more. And s'mores! All of this can be yours at Max FunCon, returning to Lake Arrowhead next June. Tickets go on sale Friday, November 23rd. Put that on your calendar because Max FunCon tickets always sell out. Get a head start planning your next summer vacation and go to maxfuncon.com to learn more.